1: School your way. I'm your host, Jana Cook, and Booksharks Community Manager. In this episode, my guest, Gretchen Rowe from Demi Learning, is gonna come on today and just really encourage you that you've made a good choice, that you're doing a good job. Hopefully, we can kind of share some of our own experiences and just let you guys know that you're on the right track. So let me bring Gretchen in. Hi, Gretchen. Gretchen's already laughing so we know this is going to be a really good time together. Gretchen, why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself for those who maybe don't know who you are.
0: Sure, I am your counterpart at Demi Learning. I'm Demi Learning's Community Relations Coordinator and um, I'm a homeschooling mother of six. Graduated the last one in June of this year and uh, 21 years I wouldn't have traded for anything but some of those days, man, they lasted forever. They really felt like they did. So when you asked me to talk about stepping into a new experience and how it feels when the shine has worn off, I thought, oh, I can speak to that.
1: It's, it's so amazing when you have an idea, I don't know, as a parent, as a human, I really try to remind homeschool parents that you are still a person you are not just a homeschool parent, you're not just a parent, you're not just a spouse, like to remember who you are, but you get really excited about this new venture and you're on this journey and then you get all the stuff and the overwhelm comes in and then you feel like you have a handle on it and you get excited again and then just the routine of reality starts to set in and i think that's where we find ourselves in october which is was coined october flats i had never heard of it before until last year and i really like the term because it does kind of help put verbiage to what you're feeling in this phase of homeschooling
0: yes it really does and you know a lot of times when we begin the homeschooling journey we have aspirations we have ideas my idea of my homeschooling journey was going to be sitting on the sofa with my kids doing read alouds while bread baked in the oven. I don't think that happened one single day in 21 years. (laughs) But again, I wouldn't have traded it. It wasn't what I expected, but it was much more than what I expected when I was able to set my expectations aside.
1: I know you and I have talked before and I've encouraged people before that homeschooling really is parenting on steroids. It is this 24 seven, mirror held up to my face, all of my character defects are being either reflected in my children's actions or words, or they're letting me know what I could be doing differently because we're together all of the time.
0: Yes, I have to laugh because um, I made the mistake of saying in front of one of my kids at one point in time, is this nature or nurture? And that phrase came back to haunt me because sometimes some, and I would say, why did you do that? And they would say, I don't know. Is it nature or nurture mom? So you just, you don't always know, but that reflection of us in them also is a joyful experience as well to watch them grow and change. I wouldn't have just I wouldn't have traded the privilege of watching my kids grow up for anything. And that was really cool.
1: I have yet to found a homeschooling manual that says, be prepared to be questioned about everything at all times by any age child that you have produced.
0: Yes. Yeah. I get, And it's funny that you should say that because I thought of this yesterday. Um, one of my children said, at the age of five, to me, I had done something and I went, oh, that didn't work out right. And she said, well, you're the adult. Why didn't you figure that out first? <laughs> it was like a oh, terrific, awesome, can't wait. This is going to be fun. And she's still fun at 29. So, you know, I, I think one of the things, Jana, that when we hit October flats, that it's important for us to remember is we're not trying to reproduce school at home. If we wanted what the schools had, we wouldn't have taken our kids out of the schools and brought them home. And so if we as adults, particularly adults who maybe had a public school experience or something different than what you're trying to craft for your children can set aside those presuppositions, it's a huge game changer.
1: Yeah, and I think allowing yourself to be honest and have permission to say, you just don't know what you don't know. You've never been in this situation before. This is, yes, you've parented. Yes, you have taught your children, but you haven't homeschooled and you only have a reference point or a lens, excuse me, from what you have experienced. So trying to navigate this journey and you have a map, but you've never been to the destination It it requires a lot of grace for yourself and for your children.
0: It does indeed. And you know, that allows me to tell you my favorite phrase which is keep the thing, the thing. If you're working on reading, don't worry about the dishes. Don't worry about the fact that um, the dog is standing by the back door wanting to go out and explore. Don't worry about the fact that you haven't planned dinner yet. Keep yourself focused on one thing at a time. Maybe learn to be more proactive because I know kids don't wait and it's a lot harder to reel them back in than being ahead of them as far as the game is concerned. So if I can offer a piece of advice, if the October flats and you're really struggling, then what I want to encourage you to do is to um, take a step back and start planning better. Just planning a little bit more frequently what you're trying to do so that your kids aren't waiting on you. Take a look at what's coming tomorrow, Thursday, fr- you know, Friday, Monday, next week, and be prepared ahead of time so that you're not catching what they're doing as they're catching what they're doing. I think that makes a lot of difference for kids.
1: Being present and in the moment is something that it's really difficult, I think, in this day and age where we applaud multitasking, where we say, if you can do three things at once, surely you can do five things at once. And then when we're juggling all of these things and, and you're trying to homeschool, but you're, you know, you're not present and in the moment, it really does put stress and pressure on you as the parent and it makes it not enjoyable. It
0: really does. And you know, one of the things I think I wish I'd learned earlier is that I could learn right alongside my kids. Um, it, it, I'm not a mathematician, irony that I happen to work for the publishers of math you see, but math is probably my weakest subject. and I'm, I'm willing to admit that because I know that there's so many more out there like me, but it was hard for me to admit to my children, gee, I don't know this. What a powerful experience to say, I don't know this yet. Let me come alongside you and let's learn together. That's a huge game changer for your kids to be able to understand that learning doesn't always happen with a book at a table. Learning can happen everywhere. And if we can relax a little bit, then that allows them to relax as well
1: that flows beautifully into this idea of trusting the process, the process of learning, the the process of of homeschooling. It is just, it's its own dynamic. It's its own entity. And when you're first learning something new, you know, it's like anything. When you're cooking, when you're baking, when you're painting, I don't know. It's like when you start it, you're like, this doesn't look right. This doesn't taste right. This is not going to turn out. But I mean, and think about baking, like you put something that's almost liquefied in the oven and then you hope it's going to like, I hope this turns out right. But if you've done the directions and you have done your part, then you just kind of sit back and you get to trust that the process is happening, even though it doesn't feel great all the time.
0: Right. Right. And I think that's one of the things that we are such a re- results driven society. We want to see the fruit of our efforts on Friday when we started on Monday. And sometimes in the homeschool game, it's a long journey before you start to see the fruit of your efforts. It makes a difference. And just staying engaged and positive. I think if we can keep our own attitudes in check, it's a lot easier for our kids to keep their attitudes in check.
1: It's really the difference between social media and farming. So social media, you expect an immediate result. You're checking how many reels, how many likes did my reel get, or how many people liked my post, or what were the comments? It's an immediate. But in farming, I mean, I'm not really good at gardening, but I know it takes a while, like several weeks before anything even starts to be visible above the soil.
0: Right, right. And, uh, you know, I love that analogy, but I'm laughing because I can kill Pathos. I mean, the only plant in my office happens to be a silk plant because it's the only one I can't kill. But I think that if we can picture ourselves as the gardeners, we're sowing that seed in our kids. We're sowing the seed of the desire to learn and grow academically. I think it makes a tremendous amount of difference. And I know that you had said that you had talked to people in the community who were just overwhelmed with all the things that were available for them to do. And I think one of the greatest lessons of a homeschool experience is learning, you really are in charge. You don't have to do all of it. You have to do what is best for your children. And that might be different than what's best for your children.
1: Gretchen, you had sent me a clip of, um, I believe he was an author researcher, and he really talked about as educators, being a shepherd versus an engineer. So a shepherd guides. They pick the pasture that has nutrients. They protect from harm versus an engineer is like creating and they're designing and they're controlling outcomes. And I think as new homeschool parents, veteran homeschool parents, we need to be reminded that it is our job to guide learning because we are not the experts our kids will let us know immediately that that is the case i have con- i have one who constantly says um and what's your degree in again and mm. god bless her she's she's still alive today mm. but it's that kind of it's that kind of idea that like yeah i don't i don't know everything kids are good at imposter calling out imposter syndrome right like you come in there as a know-it-all And that's so, I feel like contrary to how parenting was when I was raised, it was like, we didn't question our parents. It's like, we just knew what they said and whether it made sense or not, we did it. But this new generation is like, be prepared to be questioned and come alongside your kid and just be honest and be like, yeah, I don't know. Cause I'm, I have wisdom. I have knowledge in my years. I do know what I'm talking about but I'm not trying to control you. I'm not trying to create you. I'm here to guide you. And really that that sense of peace can come in then in your homeschool.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that we have a misapprehension about, and maybe this is, maybe not so much my generation, but the generation of parents who are, as my German dad would say, in the mitten drinning of it right now, is we've been fed a myth that if we listen to classical music, if we do all the right things, if we make this combination lock work, then our kids, everything will be wonderful. And that's not really the truth. So if you can step back from that um, control mentality and instead look at it more as a collaborative mentality, I think it becomes easier, I laugh because my husband and I were both beekeepers. And if you took a phrase out of our time in the bee yard together all summer, the most frequent phrase you would hear was, well, that didn't work. And that's a little bit of what we're talking about here with homeschooling. You're gonna find your footing. You're gonna do things that didn't turn out well. Don't should on yourself. Don't say, well, I should have done this. Well, I should have done that you made the best decision at the time with the information you had to hand and you learned learn something in the process. And if we're learning something, then it's still worth it.
1: Learning is not a waste. Failure is not a waste. And again, in a society that does not embrace failure in any way, shape, or form, it's almost like if you fail, you're canceled. And really, in learning, failure is part of the process And so our expectations need to shift as we come into this new, I like to call it an island. Welcome to the homeschool island. You're going to learn a new language, different vernacular. I mean, we have a different culture. And it really is whatever you want to create it, but you just have to step outside maybe what some of your expectations have been. Are you a homeschool parent searching for a curriculum that will transform your child's educational journey? Let Bookshark's Change Program be the game changer you need. The Change Program is for anyone new to homeschooling or homeschoolers in need of a curriculum makeover. Bookshark is a flexible, literature-based curriculum designed to inspire a lifelong love of learning. It brings the world to your doorstep through captivating books, rich historical narratives, and engaging science experiments. Whether you're new to homeschooling or seeking a fresh approach, Bookshark adapts to your unique needs. We provide comprehensive instructor guides, lesson plans, and carefully curated books. You don't need to be an expert. We'll guide you every step of the way. Sign up for the Bookshark Change Program today and discover how to make homeschooling an enriching adventure. Unleash your child's full potential with Bookshark. Visit bookshark.com slash change your homeschool and embrace the change today. Bookshark Change Discount is available to new customers only. Visit bookshark.com change your dash homeschool for more details.
0: Going back to that very first thing I said about not recreating school at home, if you can set aside your suppositions, then it becomes easier. Um, one of my co-presenters, Alice Reinhardt, says, fail is the first attempt in learning. So if we can refocus our efforts that nothing we're doing is a failure, it's an attempt at learning something new. I think that makes a tremendous amount of difference. And you know, we at Demi Learning tell people all the time, The learning happens in math, not with what you get right, but what you get wrong and you're willing to work through until you understand. And that in a way is a definition of homeschooling as well. It happens not in what you get right, but in what you're willing to work through until you understand.
1: We were joking the other day when we were talking and I kind of said, make your list of what you think homeschool is going to be and then burn that first list because that list was unrealistic. It maybe was the Disney version of what you thought homeschool is. And then make another list of what you'd like to accomplish with homeschooling and then kind of reverse engineer that idea.
0: Right, and I think that's very sound advice. I also think it's important if we're gonna talk about making lists, we're really good as humans of thinking of all the things that didn't work. So what I would like to encourage Um, your um, community to do is to take a cheap notebook and a pen and make a list of the things that went well. Because you never want to teach to a child's deficits. You always want to teach to their strengths. So if you can become the best observer of your student and you can say, oh, today we didn't accomplish much academically, but we had a great conversation about butterflies that's still a positive academic day. And that yeah. makes a difference.
1: Yeah. And back to that notebook, you know, we have so many new homeschoolers ask us, tell us what the schedule should be. What What is the schedule going to look like? What What is my day? You know, we, we have this desire. And again, I think it's part of control and I don't blame anybody. I'm a control gal. I like it too. But to be aware of time blindness. Oh, and yes. This is- it's something that I was just recently made aware of, but something that you think is, and I'm guilty of it, something that you think is going to only take five minutes and I'm 15 minutes later and my kids are, in, and I'm not, I'm supposed to be in the car, I'm supposed to be driving away, but I'm still doing something. I'm like, no, no, just take me a few minutes. Or something I'm putting off because I'm like, oh, that's going to take three hours and it really isn't going to take that long. So I can't give you a schedule for your day because through trial and error, you're going to find your rhythm.
0: Right, And you know, that's hard because we want it now. We want to be able to have it unpacked for us, laid out in front of us and be able to go one, two, three, four. Yes, I've got everything done. And a little bit of that comes with learning who your kids are. And I'm going to say something that sounds kind of wild, but I think it makes a tremendous difference. You don't really know who your kids are yet. If you're just beginning the homeschool journey particularly if you're bringing kids out of a public or a private school environment, you need to allow one to two months for every year they've been in school for them to unbuckle the rigors of what they've learned and figure out how they learn best. So this first year, particularly if you're new to the homeschooling journey might all be about exploration of learning who they are and learning who you are with them in a different context. I think it makes all the difference in the world when we can be that encouraging parent. Now, I wasn't always that encouraging parent because we all live in reality. And there are days when the milk hits the floor and there's phrases that fly. And but being able to keep those accounts short and come to the end of the day and say, I loved what we did today and encourage your kids, I think makes all the difference in the world
1: flexibility. I just keep hearing like flexibility and and it's not so much that your kids need to be flexible cuz guess what kids are flexible. They're 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 moldable. They are constantly changing, right? Like so when you said get to know your kids, I'm like spoiler alert, as soon as you do, they're going to throw you for a loop anyways, but <clears throat> the process be flexible know that what worked yesterday you had like this great homeschool day yesterday and the birds were chirping as you opened the door but then you know but then the next day you're like okay how do I recreate that it's almost like you're staging it and it's not gonna happen it just isn't because the universe I don't know it, it's not on purpose but it just is not typical And <laughs> I mean, think
0: I think the underlying theme of everything that we have said here is um, to have something I don't possess, (laughs) which is a little bit of patience in the process, just to, like you said, trust that it's all gonna work together for good. I I had no intention of homeschooling long-term. I was only gonna homeschool for the last quarter of my eldest daughter's third grade year. And then we ended up homeschooling one year at a time for 21 years in a row. I wouldn't have traded that time for anything. But if I had if you had told me in that first 9 weeks that I was going to do that 21 years, I'd have run screaming for the hills because that just sounded unbelievably daunting.
1: Yeah. One of our community members commented, um, oh my goodness, yes. Homeschooling taught me so much about each child and how they function and learn, not just um that they were getting by in the mass school system. Like it it is amazing that you don't even, again, but you don't know what you don't know. Just be willing to know. I I don't know. I I, I know I'm making it sound so simple. Like, oh, come on, Jana. You know, I, I am my eighth year in. I am also a homeschool graduate. So I know that the things that we tend to stress over aren't the things that really matter. And on the other side of it, I turned out all right. Right, Gretchen? I mean, <laughs> I'm gainfully employed, I guess. If we're going to measure it by oh, that. I'm I'm
0: gainfully, time, all those things, yeah.
1: I'm i gainfully understand. employed. I enjoy my job. I mean, I I wanted, I I was reluctant to homeschool my own children, but now I am getting thank yous from my daughters that are getting ready to graduate high school with a college, um, an associate's degree. and it. And again, my book's going to be titled In Spite of Me. So creating... <laughs> safe space just for honesty to receive it and to give it and to just, you know, sometimes throw your hands up and say, I don't know, but we're going to figure it out.
0: Right, right. And, you know, one of the things I think that's really important because I used I didn't use Bookshark, but I used a similar curriculum where where you put together, here's how your day is going to work. But the books are not the master's. You're the master of the experience, so it's up to you to craft it in a way that makes sense to you. It doesn't mean that you have to do everything. And I'm singing to the choir here because I was that person using a classical curriculum for 17 years. My kids were phenomenally well-educated, but looking back on that, I can also tell you we could have done half as much academically and they would have been equally
1: well-educated. I think that is well said. There's so much truth in that. Now, if we can just get people to sit in that for a moment and really soak that in and know that education is more than the rigor, it really is developing the whole child. And again, coming from a parent who homeschooled and has a master's degree, homeschooled children, and they're graduating with you know a degree, There's. it's not to say that the academics aren't important, They are important, but don't let them be the driving force of what's going on because your child is more than just learning their ABCs. Absolutely. And, you know,
0: really what we should be about is learning how to learn, not learning what to learn. And a lot of the academics now in public and private education are information driven. And you and I have talked about this. We live in a world where we have more information at our fingertips than our parents had in the entirety of their lives. And it's hard to sort the important from the non-important. So if you can do, as you've said, Jana, just sit with it for a little bit and think about what do I want here? I want literate children. And my question, my answer to that question for years was, I want literate children who are adults who can take care of themselves and don't live with me. <laughs> and so um and you know what? I still have three of my children at home and I wouldn't trade it for anything and they're all adults and I am blessed to be able to have that and have them here with me. But if you'd have told me that's what I would have now some 15, 16, 18 years ago, I don't think I would have believed you.
1: Yeah, there is there is something about gaining just the time perspective, I, you know, hindsight's 2020 and we kind of all roll our eyes. Of course we know that, but we kind of have to remind ourselves that like, you have to go through it before you can turn around and have perspective about it. And so that circles back to trusting the process. Just know that you've chosen a a curriculum for the year, that you're working through it there, you know, you're doing what you can each day and enjoying your children in the process You do really want to help your kids love lifelong learning. Perfect example. I was scrolling through social media for my job, I promise. I I don't particularly care for social media personally. And um, I came across this clip and I, I was like taken aback. I was like, oh my gosh. And immediately I stopped and I did a little research And I'm like, hmm, this clip is actually from four years ago. So should I really be getting emotionally involved with this right now when it's being presented as present? But because I stopped and did a little research, it's actually four years old. And it's maybe not representing the situation clearly right now. That's a homeschool win, people. Like, that is a critical thinking stop for a moment, get outside of my emotions, because that's what media and all these things want to do to us. And it is a big part of our children's lives, or will become a big part of our children's lives, because that's the age that we live in. So teaching our kids how to process that, I think, is going to be a lifesaver in so many things outside of academia.
0: Absolutely. And you know, to be able to model that, to model that teachable moment, to go, "Hmm, this is information Maybe I need to learn something more about it. Um, <clears throat> I didn't homeschool in the the age of mother Google, but man, I love to be able to sit down, you know, and have, we had a dinner table discussion the other night, and it was about something to do with the solar system. And each one of my kids had a different opinion, our, and we ended up in an hour-long discussion talking about something that had historical context, and each one of them had a different take on that. And so here's where I want to encourage your parents. If you're just in the beginning process, you're going to have the opportunity to watch your kids develop their personalities, to grow, to blossom, to change. And it is a humbling experience because sometimes you're going to see yourself reflected there and it's not fun. But on the whole, is worth every step of the journey. You know, there's no books out there that tell you that it's harder to parent adult kids than it is to parent small people.
1: No, don't burst the bubble, Gretchen, just wait. (laughs) Leave leave that for another episode, please. Um, Nature versus nurture. (laughs) Well, and you
0: know, Jenna, one thing that we haven't mentioned here, but I think is really important is because of the age of technology, it's easy for us to live in a silo and think we're the only ones experiencing something and there's no connectivity with other people. And I think one of the things that helped me homeschool along the way was I had friends who were in the trenches alongside me and something weird would happen and I would call and say, okay, I need five minutes to vent. And then my friend at the end of that five minutes would say, you know, that happened to us in our household two weeks ago. And Having that connectivity, that community, that fellowship, that understanding of someone else to be able to know where you are was absolutely invaluable. And I'm really going to probably throw a monkey wrench in the works here. I'm going to say that's probably not your spouse. And the reason is if you are a mother homeschooling, your husband wants to fix it for you. And if you're a dad homeschooling, your wife wants peace in the family. And so finding connectivity, who is someone who is alongside you, but not so emotionally connected to the outcome makes a tremendous amount of difference.
1: So, Gretchen, thank you so much for being on our boot camp today. I really appreciate you just bringing some humor and some wisdom and kind of that perspective from the other side that a lot of us have yet to achieve. So, thank you so much.
0: Well, let me just say to your parents that this is the most joyful journey for which you don't see the end of the journey for a very long time. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. So, enjoy your kids because, man, they grow up way too fast.
1: And that's another thing. You're not going to feel it until that happens. So just trust us when we say there, you will hit a point where it will start to zoom by. I'm going to let you guys go. Thank you so much for being here. Until next time. Thanks, Jenna.
0: Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Homeschool Your Way, a podcast by Bookshark be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening now so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you have questions you'd like the hosts to answer or have any feedback about the podcast, please visit bookshark.com podcast to leave your comments. Or you can simply email podcast at bookshark.com.